0: Fellowship 17, a biblical podcast from Child Evangelism Fellowship for the Christian Community. On this podcast, we discuss various biblical topics, passages, and truths, and how those truths have impacted the lives of people around the world. I'm your host, Elizabeth Griggs. Today, we're continuing our discussion with Neil, and uh, we're talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus and kind of how that applies to the Christian walk. Uh, before we get too far into that, Neil, would you mind just reintroducing yourself and given us the highlights of your life
1: well it's been a privilege uh, elizabeth to uh, be serving here at international headquarters here in warrenton missouri uh, for almost 17 years now and before that we were in europe for 10 years and loved the experience of seeing other places other than our ministry area and then uh, from south dakota and so uh, i love the ministry of cef and want want to encourage people to get involved with it whether it's uh, as a parent or as a, a Sunday school teacher or um, a five-day club or a Good News Club teacher. Yeah, for sure. sure.
0: It's, a, it's a good ministry, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. And if you've been following along with our statements of faith, um, you'll see that kind of where our foundation is and what it is that we believe and why we believe it. Right. Um, you'll see just the heart of CEF in this short segment even that we're going to be talking about this statement. So, uh, just reviewing what we talked about last time, we were going over Jesus' resurrection and uh, what that means to a Christian. So, uh, one, just having physical evidence of Jesus' resurrection, and uh, we saw that in Scripture with Jesus coming before his disciples on, you know, the road to Emmaus, and in the upper room when they were, you know, locked in and fearful and saying, "Hey, look at my feet. Look at my hands. Um, it's me. I, I'm here. I'm." It's you know, I'm not a spirit. I'm here. Um, So we talked about that. We talked about uh, Jesus being raised from the dead and just how significant that is to the Christian walk. And you even touched on a song that uh, really highlights that relationship with Jesus and I serve a risen savior. He's not dead. He's not fake. Um, He is, he's alive and well. And um, yeah, he's, he's here. (laughs) And then uh, we ended our discussion with Just a brief look at Old Testament prophecies and how those Old Testament depictions of what Messiah would look like, how those hold relevance in the life of a Christian, and uh, why those are so significant in solidifying who Jesus is and serving as a physical reference for um, the prophecies that are fulfilled, I guess, would be a good way of putting that. Uh, So... After going all over that, we're going to continue with our discussion and we're just going to talk about Jesus' ascension because we've, I mean, we've talked about his death, we talked about his resurrection, uh, and then we have this next little part. It's very small in how it's referenced in Scripture about Jesus' ascension into heaven. So, uh, would you mind just kind of touching on the confirmation of Christ's ascension?
1: Well, we're going to have to go back to scripture. That's a good and, place uh, to go, you know. I, I was going to say uh, earlier that um, I, I love that CEF is is very biblical. Yes. When we're teaching children, yes, we we have the story, we have visuals, you know, the story, uh, mm-hmm. but then we have make it a, a lesson with uh, application for the saved child, for the unsaved child, and how to grow as a as a believing child as well. And so I I I, I appreciate the Bible teaching at conferences and other places, yeah, even here sure. at uh, at headquarters when we have chapel. Um, so going to scripture, if I may. Yes, please. <laughs> we talk about the resurrection. He's with his disciples, with other people. He was seen. But then in Acts, in Luke, both written by Luke, though, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the same person. But, you know, they, they watch him ascending in to heaven. Um, Acts 1-8, you know, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the heaven? This Jesus who has taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And so uh, there we have it. I look forward to joining him someday, Elizabeth, for yeah. sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And that kind of goes back to our, um, you know, need for some sort of evidence of Jesus ascending, Um, you know, we talked about it with his resurrection where he appeared to all these people and scripture backs it up and here we again have this evidence that, you know, we see the disciples having witnessed Jesus ascension, but then we as his followers later on get to have this physical representation in scripture uh, and seeing this testimony of, you know, God's power in the resurrection and in the ascension. Going off of that, we know that Christ has been um, given this place of honor uh, next to God. So, you know, we talk about the ascension, he goes into heaven, and then we're also told that he is seated at the right hand of God. Would you mind just touching on the significance of that? Because I think sometimes we overlook that. We hear it so often and then it just kind of becomes second nature and we don't want to look into it too much
1: sure a couple things go through my mind when i think of jesus as my personal savior Mm -hmm. okay uh, so he is my savior and then he is the one sitting at the right hand of the father so what? Well, who is the Father, who is God? Well, he is, he is God, period. I mean, that's, right. <laughs> that, you can't get much higher than that, okay? <laughs> so he's like the king of kings, right? Uh, literally. And, and so the king has invited Jesus, who is his son also, to sit at the right hand of, of himself. And that shows authority, shows honor to him, and, and this same Jesus is my personal savior. Mm-hmm. So that puts me really close to God, my Father, yeah, and that for me is is quite uh, significant.
0: Yeah, it it really is, and um, we even see. I mean, I know you were touching on how the right hand you know is super important, and we see that throughout all of um, the Old Testament. There are multiple. If you go to God Questions and look up the significance of the right hand, so many scripture verses are there, um, and I mean, you can even if you want to spend a little bit more time. Uh, you can even look it up in the Bible itself. I mean, so many references of, you know, he's seated at my right hand, and it shows the high rank of someone. Um, and what I was reading on Got questions is that it's a way of saying that this person at my right hand is equal to me. So God, you know, we have this picture of Jesus humbling himself and becoming fully human, and then we have his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and God says, look,
1: Hey, amen. Very exciting.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's kind of mind blowing. You can't really expand beyond that. It's so incredible, even that God would, you know, give up everything to for His people, for His kids, and then, you know, bring Christ back into this place of authority. Not that He ever left it, but giving us that symbol, that yep. you know, reference the point again yep. um, of just. This amazing power that he has, and that you know, he he sits there as our personal savior, as you were saying, right? Which is an in, just you can't go beyond that. It's mind blowing.
1: Why would you not want to give your life to this person, Jesus, yeah. and and God too? You know, because of his authority and the power that he has, that God has, that Christ has as well. Uh, Jesus is. He's a son of God, but he's also God, yeah. the son, as we teach children in, uh, in club. And so we should follow him. We should give all that we have for him.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, as Christians, Scripture says that we, we have Christ interceding on our behalf as our high priest and as our advocate. So what does it mean? Again, these are terms that we hear all the time, and we know that they are super important. We know that they should hold significance to us, but I think sometimes hearing it from somebody else's perspective opens our eyes in a new way. So what does it mean for Christ to be our high priest and advocate? What, what's your take on that?
1: Sure. Well, for me, again, uh, as Jesus my personal Savior, I can go directly to God mm-hmm. because of what Christ has done for me, um, and that's, that's a beauty. Uh, there's no busy signal. There's no... Uh, no waiting in line. Yeah. I can go right to him. I can't understand that, but I accept it, okay? Uh, I, I, I consider myself above, or not above, but average de- intelligence, <laughs> but I'm going to just accept that because my mind cannot handle uh, the, the bigness yeah. of God, the, the greatness of God and the powerfulness of God. But uh, as an advocate, uh, in Croatia, the word for lawyer is advokat okay, or oh. an advocate. Yeah, And so I'm thinking lawyer, you know, in a courtroom, that type of thing, and a lawyer or an advocate pleads for you, you know, pleads your case. Yeah, And we're sinners. This may surprise you, Elizabeth, but I, I still sin. I still have that old nature. Mm-hmm. And so I sin, but Christ is my advocate. And that gives great comfort to me. And not just, oh, he is, but Scripture says that uh, 1 John uh, uh, John says I'm writing these things that you may know uh, That you may not sin But if anyone does sin We have an advocate with the Father Okay, Not the Father himself is the advocate But with the Father Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ the righteous The perfect one The one who was able to die on the cross Because he had no sin of his own And so what better lawyer or advocate can you have but the perfect Son of God?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's—I mean—I can't think of a better way to put it than a lawyer, somebody who speaks on our behalf. That's yeah. you know exactly what it is. Um, you said it perfectly from First John, even First John chapter two, with um, you know Him going on our behalf to the Father. We're not deserving of forgiveness in any way, shape, or form. We can't earn it. No works uh, could ever earn that. And yet Jesus still. Loved us. That statement in and of itself. We're so loved by this amazing Savior, this amazing God. He chose to give up everything and then come and be in this physical body um, and then to be our advocate. In some ways, this is going to sound somewhat awful, but I was a preschool teacher for a while and you have these kids who come up to you and they're tattling on each other all Mm, the time. And so I kind of see this as Jesus' role at times where, you know, we have this, this habit of sinning. And we should know better. We should know better. Unfortunately, we are human. We mess up. Um, and, you know, as a, as a preschool teacher, I'd have these kids come up to me and, Miss Elizabeth, <laughs> I did this again. Well, why did you color on the table? Well, because it was there. But is the table for coloring on? No, okay. So you're gonna help me clean it. So it's it kind of so simple. Yeah, so simple. Right. That's kind of where my brain goes because I'm I'm stuck there um, with kids, and I, I kind of see Jesus in that same role of, well, why did you do that? I, because it's my nature. Okay. Well, let's fix this. Here's my right. grace. Here's my forgiveness. Let's turn away from that and go this other way.
1: Yep. His Holy Spirit is with us, mm-hmm. and we we still have the we have the power to say. No to sin yes, but um uh, but still, we have it in ourselves that that old nature, mm-hmm. and so we decide ultimately,
0: we do, we do, but you know, praise God, we do have this advocate, this high priest um who you know high priests in old Testament times were the ones who completed the act of sacrifice, right, and the, we have the go between yeah, yes. the go between that's a mm-hmm. perfect word, words, multiple words. <laughs> Perfect statement for that, Um, the go-between. And, you know, it just, it's mind-boggling. And something that a lot of our guests have talked about on here is that God has this mystery-like nature. We're not meant to understand it. So all of these mind-blowing things that are happening, that's okay. Right. No.
1: Yeah, if we understood God, then we just may be. God
0: yeah and
1: And we aren't we aren't I (laughs) don't want to be (laughs) no I don't want that
0: responsibility (laughs) no no but just the mystery of God is something that we get to um, cherish and Mm. you know live in this this mysterious love that would give up so much
1: it is a mystery but yet we 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 have the hope and uh, we're we're going to be in his presence one day and yeah. then we'll know then we'll know yes you know all the whys what, what we ask
0: yes for sure for sure um and this is something that we'll we'll end up exploring a little bit more in some of our other podcasts but uh for for this one we've run out of time again but um it has been such a thrill talking with you and just getting to pick your brain a little bit and thank you bounce back and forth uh about this amazing jesus who gave so much If you want to learn more about who CEF is and what we believe, you can visit cefonline.com about, and this will be linked in the show notes. Be sure to check out Unite Kids Radio, where we unite kids with the gospel through adventures and foundational biblical truths. Give us a like and subscribe to keep up to date on both this podcast and our kids program. Thanks for listening.